Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that's listening, no matter if you're at work, no matter if you're in the gym, you're in the comfort of your own home, you're on your day off, whatever. Thank you so much for choosing the State of the Saints podcast. And also, um, I want to apologize. I know I kept on changing the start times of this show. I mean, we family here, so I'll just let you know. Apparently, we had ourselves a little issue uh, when it came to the packy man. He wasn't uh, acting right at school. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to talk to his teachers and stuff like that, man. We had to make some arrangements, man. Y'all know how it goes, man. When you when you have a kid, you know, they're toddlers. They, they go through those little phases of the terrible twos and as my mom called the treacherous threes, you know, you know how it goes, man. But, of course, man, that's extremely important. So I do apologize for the, the changing of the start times. But, hey, I don't mind telling you all that because, once again, we're family, right? So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the topic <clears throat> of discussion. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Saints coaching staff. You know, we've we've talked about this kind of in passing, but – we never really had a detailed show where we kind of just uh, evaluated and, and looked at and discussed some of the coaches that they have on their staff. And uh, we're going to be breaking that down uh, on today. And I'm also uh, going to be talking about a conversation that I had uh, via Twitter uh, with Nick Underhill and uh, want to discuss that a little bit. But I uh, want to give a special shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Um, you know, I see, uh, you know, I see Kevin in here. I see Luan from Brazil in here. I see Jerry. I see Billy. I see Rose City. Um, I see the Facebook user, which I don't know who that is. I uh, I don't know why. Every time somebody posts via Facebook, it always says Facebook user. I think I got to fix that. Ant-Man is here. Dub C, not D-Dub C from the West Side Connection, but y'all know. Terry uh, and so many others, thank you all so much. So r- right now, um, I'm going to put up on the screen here. Um, this is courtesy of NewOrleansSaints.com, and this is the the coaching staff of the New Orleans Saints. This is the offensive side of the ball. And um, as we stroll down a little bit further, you will see that there is uh, the defensive coaches as well as the special teams coaches. Now, uh, for time, uh, you know, time, due to time constraints, we won't be able to, like, go to every uh, particular coach, uh, you know, you know, certain assistant to the assistant coaches. But – some of the guys that we count on constantly to be able to come up with game plans and also organize this team offensively and defensively are the guys that we're going to be talking about. So, uh, of course, uh, you go to the top of the screen. I mean, we talked about head coach Dennis Allen at nauseum at this particular point. Uh, we'll save him uh, for, you know, probably a little bit later. We'll talk a little bit about that. Feel free. Um to uh, comment in the chats as as we go along, as you see a coach that we discuss, and um, you can put uh, rather he stays or or should you feel like do you feel like he needs uh, to go uh, to make it more interesting? Um, I decided to put some things up here. Okay, now um, if I'm in agreement, you know if, if I'm in agreement for a coach to stay, you're gonna hear this. And if I'm not in agreement and I think the coach maybe needs to go, 
we're going to hit them with this. Right, so we're going to make it interesting, right? That, that's just the best way to do it. I, I think it'll make it fun. And like I said, feel free as we start talking about these coaches, feel free to put your comments uh, down below. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we're going to start with offensive coordinator P. Carmichael. Now, P. Carmichael. P. Carmichael has been with the Saints team for over 14 years. He is the Saints offensive coordinator. Uh, and we know that he has been uh, right there lock and step with Sean Payton throughout the years. Uh, we know that uh, Pete Carmichael nickname is Sneaky Pete, even though in 2022 he hasn't really been sneaking anywhere. I mean, it's pretty much we see you by that tree or we see you in that corner. It hasn't been very, very sneaky. But Pete Carmichael on occasions has helped this team win some games when the defense wasn't looking good. But a lot of people will say that at the beginning of the offseason, when the Saints uh, hired Dennis Allen as their head coach, P. Carmichael was asked to be the offensive coordinator, and he didn't want to do it. He, he, di he didn't want to do it. So, you know, the question is, you know, looking at this team, evaluating P. Carmichael, do we feel that P. Carmichael needs to stay or does he need to leave? Here's what I feel about that. I'm sorry, Pete, but I think it's time to go. I think the philosophy that has been ingrained within this system uh, has to go. I think it, it needs a change. I think that we are holding on to that Sean Payton, Drew Brees type offense. And I think that when you look at some of the quarterbacks that's going to come in, uh, the quarterbacks that that you're going to have to evaluate. I don't feel like it's the best fit to try to mold them in an image of, of a Drew Brees, okay? Drew Brees is a special quarterback. He's a special quarterback for a reason, and I just think that the philosophy is a little bit outdated. Um, I think that the Saints may need themselves a new offensive coordinator, maybe a younger guy that can come up with some more offensive innovation because the league is changing who that nation. You know it, I know it. You're seeing quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're becoming things of the past. You need quarterbacks that have the ability to be able to see the field, but not only that, being able to, you know, get out of the pocket. And I just think that uh, some of these offensive philosophies trying to make plays from the pocket more times than not can kind of, you know, kind of stall the growth of a young or, you know, a, a up-and-coming quarterback. So, I just think not that I don't think that P. Carmichael is a really good offensive coordinator. I really think he is. I think he knows what he's doing, but I just think that it's too much of the Sean Paytonism for me. Um, I think in order for the Saints to get back to the level that they need to be, um, to be quite frankly, I just think that you know they got they got to move on from that. They got to move on from it. So uh, that's the way I feel about that. I got make make sure I got to pull the coaching staff back up on the screen again. Apparently it, it went away. Uh, so let's uh, remove that. And we'll just go ahead and put that back on the screen. So I'm, I'm looking right now as I'm putting this back on the screen, um, I'm going to read some of the comments uh, about uh, P. Carmichael. So we can try to see where everybody stands on that. Uh, let me put it back on the screen. Thank you all for being so patient. I apologize for this. 
All right, here we go. All right, so we back on the screen. We starting with uh, we we talked about Pete Carmichael, uh, and we'll go to another coach next. But let me go and stroll up and see where we're t- where we're at. Uh, I'm saying when it comes to uh, Pete, Linda says deuces. Emac uh, says deuces. Uh, hit him <laughs> with the in sync. Bye bye bye. Uh, Black Tool says get gone. Annie says deuces. Dub C says leave Terry chunking up the deuces along with Jason. Uh, <laughs> Jerry says adios amigos. Uh, we really rather uh, would uh, would hear the Jodeci though. Whom are we keeping? Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's that jam right there. But you know, for for this particular episode, we just gonna roll with the with the stay. All right, uh, you know, because you know, symbolizing we want the coast to stay. Uh, Kendrick chunking up the deuce. Uh, Deidre said, what up, TJ and who that nation? I mean, we're seeing the deuces everywhere. So it, it seemed like a lot of, of us are in favor of P. Carmichael moving on to Green of Passions. I'm going to save Ronald Curry for a, a little bit later because it kind of coincides with um, my conversation with Nick Underhill. Let's go to uh, running backs coach uh, Joel Thomas. Uh, Joel Thomas has been with the team for uh, since 2015. Um Joe Thomas is a is a really good running back coach. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, we've seen development of Mark Ingram because let's 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 make it clear. The first couple of years of Mark Ingram's career was not very good in the eyes of the Houdat Nation. A lot of people were quick to try to uh, write him off as a bus. You know, it wasn't working out. But around 2014, 2015, that's when we start to see the emergence of Mark Ingram and the love affair between the Houdat Nation and Mark. I think Joel Thomas had a lot to do with that. Not to mention, um, we got to talk a little bit about uh, Alvin Kamara. Then, you know, we we talk about Dwayne, you know, Dwayne Washington coming in, giving us 100 yard games. Uh, but you can also say this year you're, you're seeing a little bit of a drop off from all the running back production. None of the running backs are holding on to the football. You're seeing fumbles galore, okay, left and right. Okay, I got also mentioned Latavius Murray. So, more times than not, Joel Thomas, you know, he, he's been he's been a really good running back coach. So the question is, should he stay or uh, should he go? Hey, I'm going to go ahead and say stay with Joel Thomas. I think that he's a really good uh, coach. I think that despite the, the difficulties of, of the running backs and the fumble issues, I think that he has done enough uh, since his uh, tenure with the New Orleans Saints to uh, stick around. Um, let's go to the chat. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Dale says maybe. Okay, um, hopefully Dale. After I, I, I don't know if you, you said that before. Um, maybe something I said may uh, convince you otherwise. But we'll 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 roll with maybe. Dove says stay. Q says undecided. Jerry wants him to stay. Q says stay. Okay. I guess I convinced him. <laughs> uh stay. Anybody fired yet? Uh, <laughs> uh as far as uh the actual coaching staff, no. Okay. But uh we we just uh talked about Pete, uh, Pete Carmichael Tech. I don't know if you just joined us, but we just talked about um Pete Carmichael, and now we're talking about Joe Thomas. So this is the second guy we're talking about, but nobody's fired on this coaching staff. Uh, I keep him says, Lord, uh, Beverly says undecided. Kamara got three fumbles so far. 
Yeah, Dietrich, I, I agree with that. That's a good point. But he's been here since 2015. And, and if you go back once again to the early stages of Mark Ingram's career, we didn't look at Mark Ingram like we looked at him today as a as one of the Saints greats. Alvin Kamara, uh, Latavius Murray, every running back that goes back there gives you some level of production since Joel Thomas has been the running back's coach. Now, once again, you can't just completely like dismiss the 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 fumbles and ball and turning over the football, but I, I think he's done a really good job as a as a coach. Uh Andy says stay. <laughs> uh let's see. He says uh leaves uh the car, Michael. Okay, so we're we we seem like we're mostly on the same page when it comes to Joe Thomas um and him staying. All right. So that that's fair. That's fair. You know, I think that he's He's done a good job. All right. Now we got to go with wide receivers coach Cody Burns. Now, Cody Burns, this is his first year uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, he's uh, had some um, some jobs in the past. He was the wide receivers coach at the University of Tennessee in 2021. Uh, you know, those guys are really, really good this season. You know, um, he did a really good job last year. I mean, he's he's been around. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he went to Auburn. Uh, so, Cody Burns in his first year, heard real positive things about him. This is one of those situations where, you know, this is one of those situations where I feel um, that you don't really know that much about the guy. Um, the wide receiver group, to me, if you look at guys like Shahid, you look at guys like uh, Chris Olave, uh, you know, you're looking at some of these young guys emerging. You know, I, I, I think that it's going in the right direction. I think that he's done a really good job at building the camaraderie uh, of the wide receiver group because, you know, normally anybody ever play receiver, you know, it's a very competitive position, you know, going out there, you might be cool with guys, man, but you want to be that guy. You want to be the guy. And when you're competing like that, it can, it can kind of, you know, give you a little bit of dissension, if you will. But I think that he has put on different, uh, he's done different things in, inside of the locker room, uh, you know, inside of the uh, meeting room when it comes to the wide receivers to try to build that camaraderie. You can actually see guys like legitimately being happy for one another when they score and when they make plays, you know. So it's uh, I, I think that he's creating a, a positive culture. But, you know, I mean, so to me, I think I would have to hit him with the Joe. I think I hit him with the Jodeci because um, he's only been here one year and I'm, I'm seeing guys like going in the right direction. So I, I, I have to say that the landlord says I'd uh, like to be on the SOTS coaching staff. <laughs> if we had one, you, you can be on there, Josh. Uh, let's see. Cody Stain. Uh, Cody Stay. Stay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cody was a heck of a player at Auburn. Yeah, he yeah, he was. You know, I think about it. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he's pretty good. Let's see. I'll tell you what, Cody needs to stay. Okay. So I think we're all in agreement to that. I mean, the jury's still out when it comes to the jury's still out when it comes to Cody Burns. Can't really knock a guy, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of getting guy getting acclimated into that position. So I say, you know, I think we're all in agreement to stay, huh? Um let's go ahead and move on. Let's go with Doug Marone here. Okay. Uh, Doug Marone, this is his first year. Uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Of course, we know that Doug Marone has had some coaching jobs. He was the 
head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, led them to AFC championship game. Uh, he's also uh, had some, uh, you know, he's been around here before with the Saints. This is his second stint uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, in 2006, 2008, he was the offensive coordinator uh, and an offensive line coach. Um I'm kind of up and down when it comes to Doug Marone. I, I am. I'm kind of up and down. The positive thing about it is he, he it seemed like he saved the career of Cesar Ruiz. He saved the career of Cesar Ruiz. Like he, everybody was ready to write off Cesar Ruiz. I was one of them. I am going to say that. I'm not going to be one of the people that throw the brick and hide their hand. I was out there criticizing Cesar Ruiz's production, but he has developed and honestly, he's probably been one of the most steady players on the offensive line, whether you like them or not. But you can also look at some of these other guys who we've counted on in the past taking steps back, guys like Ryan Ramchick, uh, you know, guys, you know, that we looked at as all pros, one of the best players on the team. And, you know, when some of these other guys on the offensive line just actually getting steamrolled, it don't seem like they're playing with a level of aggression for my liking. I can't speak for you, but for my liking – on occasion, I just feel like sometimes they, they get bullied a little bit. But the question is, you know, should Doug Marone stay or should Doug Marone go? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the stay. Um, I, I think that some of the issues that have been plaguing the New Orleans Saints when it comes to the offensive line um, – I don't necessarily feel like it's totally uh, Doug Marone's fault. Um, but, when, I mean, you can kind of criticize him. Why aren't these guys playing with the nastiness that you want to see an offensive line play with? But when you look at a guy that we were ready to write off in, in Cesar Ruiz and you're looking at him and how he has developed and how great he's been throughout the season, um, you have to be real. Like, you have to say that's the testament to uh, Doug Marone's teaching. So, on that alone, uh, I think that, you know, I think he should stick around. I, I do feel like the Saints need a couple more offensive linemen. I think you need to maybe go in a, a different direction next year when it comes to Andrews Pete. I think you need a little bit more nastiness on the offensive line. I think that you're going in the right direction, drafting guys like Trevor Penning, but I also think you need a level of nastiness. I think you need that 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 Quinn Nelson nastiness, that, that Brandon – sheriff nastiness that you need on the offensive line that that unapologetically nasty you know the 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 jason kelsey type stuff that we're talking about here the the jason peters type stuff the larry allen type stuff i just think that you know you, you need that but his his ability to develop players i mean on the offensive line i mean it, it speaks for itself uh let's see okay we got our first disagreement here Black preacher man, okay, says I disagree. He has to go. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Once again, this is no like uh, don't don't take my word as gospel, preacher man. <laughs> now nah, don't take my word as gospel, man. I mean, you look, we well within your rights to feel that to feel that way. This is there's no right or wrong answers when it comes to this stuff. Now, some of this stuff to me is pretty much no brainers, but um, for the most part, I can see where you can have a disagreement because when you look at the way that the offensive line has been playing, and I even mentioned this before, the the lack of nastiness, uh, some of the the steps back that's been taken by key players on the offensive line, I can understand why you would feel that way. But when for every you know for every mistake or regression of Ryan Ramchek, I'm seeing um, progression when it comes to guys like Cesar Ruiz. 
So, I mean, I, I just got to I just got to keep it a buck. But I can understand that it, it's it's coin flip type stuff. So I, I can't knock you for that. Uh, let's see who else. Um, let's see. He's the only one been healthy. Number fifty one. Yeah, Caesar Ruiz been healthy. Uh, Terry says stay for Doug. Okay. Uh, Kimo also says stay. Uh, he says Chris Olave is our wide receiver number one. I don't care if we trade away Michael Thomas. Uh, that's that's another conversation for another day, man. Um, and um, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that down the line. But I mean, I think the conversation about um, Michael Thomas being traded has been talked about at nauseum. So try to go talk about a little bit, talk about something else, you know, that that we know can possibly happen. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to trade Michael Thomas. Here now we got to go with offensive line assistant Zach Street. Now, I'm biased, so I'm just going to leave it up to you. I'm biased. I like Zach Streif. Zach Streif has been on the show. He's a really good guy. Like, I mean, I'm I'm just totally biased by this. Um, he's, you know, he was the voice of the Saints for, what, about two years? Did, did he do it like two years or maybe even uh, one year? And he decided to come back to coaching and, uh, he's been the offensive assistant, and you know he, he's the he's the man behind the behind the man. Um, but he's also been one of the best uh, right tackles in, in football when he was playing, and I think he's well respected among the Houdat Nation. And uh, look, I I I ain't on board having Zach Street leave, you know. But like I said, I'm being biased about that. I will admit to that because you know I. I mean, I, I know Zach, and he's a really great guy. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say he gonna stay. You know, <laughs> I'll say he gonna go ahead and stay because you know, because what one thing about these uh, assistant coaches, they can learn from the, some of these other coaches that know something, and they can probably end up like going other places and really being effective. And I think that Zach Streif could be one of those guys because i mean we all know what he's he knows what he's doing i mean he was uh you know he was the predecessor of ryan ramchick right and we know that he he played a very uh it, he was a he was very instrumental in the development of ryan ramchick on that right side so i'm being biased i'm sorry you know i, I i'm just i'm just keeping it a buck Zach Street saying in my book, <laughs> he stayed. <laughs> uh, Zach stays. Uh, stay. Zach stay. Uh, Got to go under Streif and uh, let's see. Old lot bit suspect. Okay, all right. I got your free mind. Fair enough. I told you I'm being biased, but I mean, I I think that there there's something there because man, like I said, he was the predecessor to Ryan Ramchick, and we know that. Uh, until like this year, we started to see a little bit of a, de- you know, I won't say call it decline, but a step back uh, in Ryan Ramchek uh, offensive line play, and we know that he 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 took it up a notch, you know, when Zach Streif was right there, you know, like tutoring him. But you know, I mean, it's not just him, you know. It's um, Zach Streif is out there. You got Jamai Bushride out there. Um, Najari Evans just kind of came and you know was there for training camp. He's not on the staff, but I mean Bush Bush Rod is out there, uh Street was out there, you know, like they 
they had guys from the past that were very, very good in the Saints organization out there helping these guys. So he's not the guy, you know, Doug Marone is. But um, I think that, you know, you probably will see Zach Streif uh, being the official offensive line coach on somebody's team. He's extremely smart. He knows what he's doing, and, he, and he's effective when it comes to, like, teaching. So I'm going to say he's going to stay. I, I say he's going to stay. Um. That's, that's pretty much it. I, I go with uh yeah. Let's go ahead and, and end it up with uh Ronald Curry. Okay, so uh, Ronald Curry. Um, this is his second year uh with the New Orleans Saints uh, as their uh quarterbacks coach. Um, we know Ronald Curry, man, right, man. I tell you how old I'm getting. I remember Ronald Curry was a quarterback at North Carolina. Then he was a quarterback at in Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Quarterback slash wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember them days. But Ronald Curry, you know, he's been around. He's been an offensive coordinator, I want to say. Well, not an offensive coordinator, but offensive assistant for the 49ers. I want to thank he had a little cup of coffee. Let me let me make sure that I'm I'm saying all these things right. Um, I know he was with the 49ers uh, back in the gap. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had some experience uh, around out, around the way. Yeah, he was uh, in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, he he's he has done some things, you know, to lead up to being that quarterback coach. You know, and when I look at this quarterback room, I got I got to be honest with you. Um, it's not it's not working out. It, it's not working out. Um, so let's just go ahead and, and hit him with this. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, when you look at the quarterback room, what what is Ronald Curry actually done to keep him around? And I also feel like I also feel like what you have to do inv- involves you having to develop a quarterback in order for the Saints to get out this situation that they're in. They're going to have to develop a quarterback because I think we're all in agreement. As much as we like Jameis Winston, as much as some of us like Andy Dalton, as some of, as some of us like Taysom, I think that we all would probably say that based on what the Saints have been showing us, the quarterback of the future is not in a building. And I think that it's becoming obvious. And I, I apologize for this, folks, as I'm trying to stroll because the conversation that I had with uh, Nick Underhill earlier today kind of coincides with this. And I'm just trying to find it but if i can't find it then i'll go ahead and paraphrase it um just give me one second and i can go ahead and find it but it it was a conversation that involved uh ronald curry and he he was talking about a quarterback out of kentucky yeah i i I found it i'm trying to uh find it so i can go ahead and like show you all what i'm talking about here and we'll just go ahead and take this off the screen uh just for a second it was a conversation about quarterback uh, Will, uh, what is it called, Will Levi, that's out of uh, Kentucky, the quarterback. Um, you know, the guy that, you know, a lot of people are up and down about. A lot of people are up and down about. They're up and down about, um, you know, him. Don't know what to really uh, say about him. Is he is he really good? Will Levis, I should say. You know, is he a good quarterback? Is he a bad quarterback? You know, will he be, you know what I'm saying, the next Tim Couch or whatever like that, or will he be the next uh, breakout star? But 
my my whole take about this was it, it was very very simple uh nick underhill started says i know twitter mostly doesn't like uh levis uh he says but uh, he has some talent and if you're going quarterback outside of the top five there are going to be uh some warts uh that's just the nature of the position uh he has plus traits and my response to nick underhill was i said nick i said you can have all the talent in the world or have unlimited potential uh, if um, if there isn't a coach to bring you out of it, um, then you are on the road to nowhere. I think he's talented, but don't uh, – well, I said, but if the coaching staff don't get it out of him, uh, you can – you know, he won't reach his full potential. So he says – it comes to the conversation of Ronald Curry. He says, which makes you think Ronald Curry is a bad coach? Now, here's the thing. This, this is what, I you know, I have a problem with. People saying they can't hear me. I, can can you all hear me? Okay, Paulie. Okay, I don't want to make sure. I, I apologize for this. Y'all y'all can still hear me if you can hear me. Just say yes, and I'll just go ahead and go forward. Okay, so saying people saying the sound is good. Okay, so I apologize for that, Paulie. Um, but anyway, um, back to what I was saying. He says, uh. What makes you think that Ronald Curry is a bad football coach? Here's the thing. What I, what I, what I want people to understand, and I feel like I understand why Nick feels this way, because there's this old saying, throwing a baby out with the bathwater, right? It's kind of like when you disagree with this, therefore you feel this way. And I think that because Nick Underhill is, is so in high demand, he, he, interacts with so many different people with so many different opinions i guess like the conversations kind of steer that way my stance on ronald curry i didn't say that he was a bad coach and i think that that's what maybe he thought i was insinuating but it's not you know like you have guys out here that can do jobs but there are guys out here or ladies out here that can do a job more effectively maybe give you exactly what you want. Like if you pro like there was a time when I first was starting out in management, I was good at what I did, but I wasn't really focused. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just a kid. My first real true management job, I was like 21 years old. I was fresh out of college. I was making nice money. I was doing stupid things with that nation. I was going out like seriously, I was going out staying out to about two, three in the morning and then having to open my store up at six, right? Now I had good work ethic, but my focus was so much about, oh, how much money I make, I'm about to go out here and do all these different things. And you know what I'm saying? It didn't affect my overall, like I still was like doing what I need to do, but it didn't take me to the next level. And it took like, God rest his soul, Mr. Gary Snow, the guy who mentored me, to come to my store and tell me, hey, man, like you messing up this opportunity right here. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a good job, but you can do even better, and I know you can. And you know what I'm saying? Like after, you know, we had this conversation, he talked to me. It made me change some things up. What I'm saying is I'm not saying that Ronald Curry is a bad coach. What I'm saying is when you – have young players, when you have a young quarterback that's coming into a system, 
I feel like you need somebody that's going to be able to direct them, somebody that has seen the highs and lows, the good and the bad, and be able to help them process that into going out there and, and putting forth a great performance. And I don't feel like that's something that a one-year or a two-year uh, guy can be able to do. And also, I had you have to look at the fact that what is his track record? Because that, that's what I asked. That was the next question I asked him. Um, you know, I said, uh, you know, we he was talking about, you know, me, uh, you know, looking at the fact that he's only been here for two years and it seems pretty unfair to conclude he sucks. I never said that, you know. Like I said, once again, we have a tendency sometimes that when things don't it don't seem like when, when somebody disagrees or feel like you need to go in another direction it's because oh this person is not good enough or this person stinks no i just feel like you need a more effective a more effective guy to help you you know get to where you need to be and i also feel like when it comes to you know a guy like ronald curry how instrumental was he in the development of a guy like Jameis Winston, because the conversation then went to, oh, you know, like Jameis Winston, look at the best numbers he put up. But we also can make a, you know, saying a, a statement that Sean Payton was on a coaching staff, right? Sean Payton was the one that was yelling at, you know, yelling at Jameis Winston from the sidelines when he forced that pass against the New England Patriots. He was also, you know, what I'm saying talking to him when he was making erratic throws and not seeing the field in a certain way, like reeling them in every single time. I didn't see Ronald Curry out there. So I'm just wondering to myself, like how many, how, look, we, we used to, we used the phrase here on the state of the saints podcast, putting cologne on a musty body, right? Putting like who, like is, was, was Sean Payton a cologne on the musty body of this coaching staff? Because since he's been gone, we've been seeing, Daring headlights from the offensive coordinator. We've seen daring headlights when it comes to this coaching staff. We've seen steps back when it comes to even Jameis Winston's uh, production. Because before Jameis Winston went out, when, didn't he have four touchdown, five picks? So all I'm saying is, I'm, I'm not saying this to knock Jameis at all. All I'm saying is, if you're going to make an argument that, oh, you know what I'm saying, he was instrumental in, in doing something, then prove it to me. That's all I'm saying. Like, tell me about the the improvements of Ian Book. Like, tell me the improvements of Andy Dalton and his, and his lights out quarterback play. Like, isn't the quarterback's coach job is to help the quarterback see in the field? And I think we honestly say that, you know, Andy Dalton isn't doing enough. So why would we sit up here and, you know, try to justify that? I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't seen enough out of them, but – from what I actually see, I don't, I'm not seeing development. I'm not seeing growth. And I just feel like if you're going to get yourself a quarterback like a Will Levis or get a quarterback like a Hendon Hooker or get a quarterback like a Grayson McCall, I just think that you need a more experienced offensive coach. Maybe like somebody like a Frank Wright that, you know what I'm saying, that has experience at being a quarterback's coach. Guys that have worked with people like Carson Wentz and had them putting up their best statistical numbers, putting working with people like Nick Foles, turning them into a Super Bowl MVP. That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I don't I don't think anything about Ronald Curry. I, as, as a matter of fact, I just think that 
he, he does have a lot of promise. I just think that for what the Saints needs are right now, he is not the right fit for where the Saints need to be right now. So all, all I'm saying is you need somebody that's going to be able to help the, a young quarterback because this is a this is a this is a staff that can't one cannot compensate for the other. Like they, they one has to be focused on whatever the heck they got going on, right? So if you focus on defense, you got to focus on defense. Offense, you got to focus on offense. So you know that that's that's the way I feel about it. I, I just think that back to back to the manager uh analogy again. When I first started out, I started out at a minimum store. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 know, like one of them stores that's probably like you know in in your local hood somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You know you have to you know you have to put security tags on everything. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Look, everybody had money their whole life. Everybody ain't been living, ain't been living lavish. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You go in them stores, they got security tags on the detergent. That's the store I started out in, right? But you know what I'm saying? As I grew, you know, as a manager, they started moving me to stores that were in nicer neighborhoods and living out there in the suburbs and you ain't have to worry about putting security tags on everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like, but it took time. What I'm saying is there's levels to this and what you need at that particular time, the coach that you may have on the staff may be good, but not good enough for what you need right now. And that's just what I, I feel about. Them. So when it comes, to, I know that was a little, a little long and drawn out, but I had to tell you all that story to, uh, let you know how I feel about Ronald Curry and also the conversation with Nick, but I have to hit him with it. Yeah, so I, I think you, know, you got you got to chunk up, dude. You, you got to you got to chunk it up, man. You got to chunk it up. Um, not like I said, he can go on and probably be a really good quarterback coach, but I just think that the Saints need a little bit more experience to to help them get out of these. Uh, Get out the dark ages <laughs> to get out the dark ages uh, of where they at right now as as a team. But that's pretty much the majority of the guys. You know, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll say the best for last, or in this case, the worst for last. But let's go ahead and go with Ryan Nielsen. Uh, Ryan Nielsen is the co-defensive coordinator and the defensive lines coach. Uh, this guy's done a really good job in his tenure with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, came here in about 2017. Uh, we know that the defense needed a complete overhaul. Them boys used to be, man, them boys were hunting. You know what I'm saying? When he had them boys on the defensive line, he has been responsible for the development of a Sheldon Rankins, the development of a Shy Tuttle, development of a Malcolm Rose, the development of a David Anyamata. Uh, You know, like Davenport, I know he's had a little bit of an injury bug, but you know, he he's developed these guys. So, you know, he's done a really good job when it comes to defensive line. We know what Sean Payton feels about him. He had opportunity to be the defensive coordinator at LSU, and Sean Payton decided to uh, go ahead and try to, uh, you know, get him out of that contract, gave him a little bit of extra money for him to stick around, even gave him the assistant coach moniker uh, on his resume. Now, Ryan Nielsen, co-defensive coordinator, first off, um. I don't like the whole co-defensive coordinator thing because, once again, the go-along, get-along uh, philosophy does not work for me. When you're a leader, 
you have to make tough decisions. Somebody is going to be hurt. Somebody is not going to get that promotion. Somebody is going to get that promotion over somebody else. Somebody is going to get that time off and the other person is going to have to work. It's just the way that it goes. Some, you know, you're going to have to look like the bad guy from time to time. You're going to have to have the eyes cut at you from time to time, but you have to be, you, you have to be stern. And I just think that co-defensive coordinator is as if, you know, you can't make up your mind. It's rather you're going to roll with this guy or that guy. I, I just don't, I just don't like that. It just seemed like I'm just trying to keep everybody happy. Ryan Nielsen, uh, does he need to stay or does he need to go? I'm going to say that he can go ahead and stay. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all why. Um, I think that he's a really – I think he's a really good coach. I think he's a really good coach. And here's the thing. <laughs> I'm only saying this because I know he's not going to be here next year. And you get to this point when people have a level of respect for you and they see your resume and they see you know what you're doing. The reason why Ryan Nielsen is still here today is because – of the whole Sean Payton thing, and also the opportunity to be a defensive coordinator. And you can also say that the Saints defense uh, is, is pretty good. You know, they're pretty good. I mean, I know sometimes they they step back and they it look like they don't know how to play defense, but they do a really good job on this defensive staff, and Ryan Nielsen is, is responsible for that. I don't think that he's going to be with the team next year. I think he's probably going to end up getting a defensive coordinator job somewhere on a college level or maybe at, on another NFL team, but he is going to be a guy that's going to be around. So, And I also think that he's going to take some of these defensive philosophies that he learned under Dennis Allen um, to the team that he actually uh, goes to. And you don't get to that point if you're not good at what you do. So if I was you know, evaluating a, a coach, he would definitely be uh, still be here, even though I feel strongly that he won't be because he's going to coach his way uh, out of New Orleans. Uh, the next coach is uh, his counterpart, uh, which is Chris Richard. Words cannot describe how much I respect this man. Words cannot describe how much I respect this man. If I was still playing football, I would want this guy to be my coach. If I play defense, I would want this guy to be my coordinator. I mean, the dude can be talking about uh, putting groceries in a bag and I'll be motivated to do so. Okay, this this is the type of guy that he is. The fact that he has never had an opportunity to be a head coach, is a travesty, absolute travesty. Everywhere he has went, now he has been connected to some of the most elite defenses in football uh, throughout the years. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, defense. I know Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator, but he was right there. Rob Marinelli out there in Dallas when they had a really good defense with Lathan Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith for those couple years, he was right there. And now you look at the New Orleans Saints, you know, their secondary, the issue – uh, when he came along was the fact that these guys couldn't turn their heads around. It was getting smoked and covered. Uh, when he became a secondary coach exclusively, the Saints uh, had uh, as many turnovers and you start to see better discipline down the field and you ain't see too many pass interference calls. That is a guy that knows what he's doing at developing. As a defensive coordinator, <clears throat> you look at games like last week, you look at games versus the Raiders, this guy – this guy has it, and the Saints are lucky to have him. So this this is an this is a no brainer for me. Baby, 
Yeah, so I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. It's an absolute no-brainer. All right, so uh let's see, we're gonna go ahead and move on to we'll just go ahead and uh talk with Mike about Mike Hodges. Now, Mike Hodges came in. Um he replaced Mike Nolan when Mike Nolan became the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, he, he replaced him as, you know, as the linebackers coach. That's done a good job, man. When you look at people like Pete Warner, look at people like Caden Ellis, Zach Bond has been making plays. Dude has done a really good job. So to me, unless he's about to get a job as a defensive coordinator, it's very simple. What you want your linebacker coach to do is help the linebacker see the field, and he has done a wonderful job uh, at that. Uh, let's see when it, the um, assistant secretary, uh, secondary coach. Okay, we go with Corey Robinson. Uh, came from uh, Maryland. You know, working alongside Chris Richard. Only two turnovers as a secondary. Um, not good, you know, guys not getting their hands on the ball, not getting their hands uh, on the ball. You you look at guys like Alante Taylor, you see that development. Paulson Adebo seemed like, you know, he's he's playing better as a blade over the last three games. Just got here, um, more of an assistant, more so than the actual guy. I'm not, I, I just got to, I'm going to go ahead and hit him. Basically, for the simple fact of it's kind of the same similar situation, just like with Cody Burns, don't have enough of a sample size to say that if he's good or bad. And, uh, you know, he he falls under that assistant category. So if I'm saying that maybe he needs to go, maybe I'm saying something like Chris Richard needs to go. And that is something that I'm really, really not into. So uh, down, we're going to go with Darren Rizzi. Darren Rizzi is the special teams coordinator, uh, done a really good job. Uh, started off a little touchy, you know what I'm saying, a little iffy, frosting flaky, if you will, uh, but they have come on, you know, like uh, Blake Gillikin is getting it together, but also just looking at some of the woes when it comes to Will Lutz. Uh, but when it comes to, like, the special teams, you know, you got, uh, I mean, you got Kevin White out there, you know, he's, he's being a gunner, which he's doing a really good job at. I think that Darren Rizzi is probably one of the bright spots of this team when it comes to the coaching. So, once again, a no-brainer. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's pretty much a no-brainer when it comes to Darren Rizzi. Probably he's doing an outstanding job. Well, not outstanding, but he's he's doing a really good, really good job. I won't say outstanding. Outstanding was last year. Okay, last year he did an outstanding job. And finally, last but not least, the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Dennis Allen. Now, Dennis Allen is in his first stint with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they have a, a, a record of a four and eight. A um, lot of low morale when it comes to this man. Um, knows what he's doing when it comes to the defense. One of the best defensive coordinators in the game. Definitely would be a huge drop off if he was to leave the New Orleans Saints from a defensive standpoint. God knows what he's doing, whether you like him or not, unless you run an RPO offense, then he seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. But 
the fact of the matter is um, it takes more than just knowing what you're doing to be a head coach. It, it takes more than just oh, X's and O's. You got to understand Willie's and Joe's, and you also have to understand the ebbs and flows of the game. Um, the Saints are – they have their worst record they had in almost 20 years uh, since uh, about 2005. Uh, they They – had a shutout. They didn't put up any points for the first time since 2002. Um, the team seems like they're undisciplined, seems like they're deer in headlights from time to time. Mo most of the time, not. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they look like they're deer. They are a team with their deer, uh, like deer in headlights. You know what I'm saying? Like it just seems like they're lost out there on the field. So, um, should Dennis Allen stay? Or should they do that? I ain't even get the finish, but y'all get the point. Uh, yeah, he needs to go. Uh, I just think that the New Orleans Saints need a different voice in the locker room, a guy that's a leader of men more so than just knowing the X's and O's. If this was just that, Dennis Allen can be on his coaching staff, but you got to be able to lead men. You got to be able to be an effective leader, an effective communicator, and you got to understand uh, what's going on in the game. And you got to be able to make the necessary adjustments. You have to hold guys accountable. You can't be looking for your leadership to do it. Um, I, I have the biggest issue that he's talking about what we need to do. I never hear him say, well, it starts with me. I never heard him say that. It's always about we, we, we. You are the leader of this team. You are in some some ways, the face of the franchise. You represent the New Orleans Saints football organization. And when you're out here looking at this guy and that guy and you're trying to convince other people that you did a good job when you didn't put up any points offensively, when you're telling people that Andy Dalton did a solid job and <laughs> he, he didn't put up any points, like when you're saying stuff like that, it just makes you just kind of scratch your head and just think, man, this guy's in over his head. So for me... I think that he needs to go. I, I, I think he needs to go. But uh, that is the Saints coaching staff. So I think if we go ahead and we break it down, uh, for those that just tuned in, uh, we have head coach Dennis uh, Allen. Let me fat, um, go back. Head coach Dennis Allen, uh, we say that he needs to go. Uh, offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, we say that uh, he needs to go. Uh, quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry needs to go. Joe Thomas gets to keep uh, his job. Um, I forgot about uh, Dan Rizor. Um, Dan Rizor for tight ends and running game. I will keep him too. You know, so I will keep him because that kind of coincides with it. Um, the development of Jawan Johnson becoming a blocker. Uh, you know, him alongside Joe Thomas collectively coming together. Um, you know, being you know working with the running uh, backs. You know, I, I would say that he gets to stay uh, as well as Joe Thomas. Uh, let's see, Cody Burns, or we said that he can stay. Doug Marone, he can stay. Zach Streif, he can stay. When it comes to the defensive staff, Ryan Nielsen, we say that he can stay because pretty much he's probably going to end up leaving. Chris Richard can stay. Mike Hodges can stay. Corey Robinson can stay. Uh, and Darren Rizzi can stay. So it seemed like to me when it comes to the Saints and what the change needs to be, it needs to be head coach Dennis Allen as well as offensive coordinator Um. P. Carmichael and and uh, Ronald Curry are the three guys that we selected. Now, could this be uh, the recipe? Well, it only is the recipe if they replace them with really good, solid 
uh, head, a really solid head coach and really good coordinators. And on the next show, we're doing a series on this, folks, if you haven't uh, put two and two together. We're going to break down some of the top guys to replace these guys, all right? We're just going to have a little fun with it, right? We're going to see the top offensive coordinators, uh, the top guys we feel like could be the head coach as well as the quarterback coach to help the Saints uh, navigate uh, through these conditions. And I guess, you know, when it comes to, like, defensive coordinating and stuff like that, I guess we got to look at that as well. I I don't think anybody has an issue so much with the defense. I think we know the defense is pretty good. But um, we're going to be looking at some of the guys that can be uh, candidates to replace these guys. Now, all this stuff is just fun. We don't know if these guys are going to leave or, or they're going to just retain them or, or whatever. But we're going to have some fun here. And I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. Uh, Shouts out to everybody uh, that chimed in. Uh, I'll go ahead and read uh, a few of your comments, and then we'll get up out of here. It says, Will Lutz needs some kickers to come in next season to challenge him next season. Yeah, they, not next season. They should have been in there this week. Once again, it's all about accountability. Not that you want to replace him, but let him know that he could be replaced. Allen, uh, go coach with Sean next year. think that's probably going to be the plan if he ends up getting fired. Uh, he can walk like a model like he does out the door. <laughs> Says free mind. Uh, Peyton will take uh, DA with him. Yeah, and he can take Pete Carmichael with him. And like I said, they're going to end up making – the New Orleans Saints on the West Coast when it comes to Arizona or, or Los Angeles, right? Uh, he just uh, he just want uh, turned into a Frenchman uh, in dialect. I mean, in deflect a Frenchman in deflect. Uh, let's see if Carmichael isn't calling offensive plays and Da is, Da can uh, stay another year and Carmichael can go. But that's not the case. That's not the case. Uh, Dennis Allen is calling the defense, and P. Carmichael is calling the offense. Uh, run that Jodeci for us again, TJ, because we don't want to go. We appreciate you and everything here. Well, I appreciate that, man. And I, I appreciate y'all for it. Thank y'all for sticking around for just a little while, man. That's one of my favorite joints, too. That's one reason why I decided to do that on this show. Uh, my prediction, Flores will be the head coach next year. Who knows? Um, who knows, Prime? We'll be talking. We'll be talking about that, man. That's gonna be the. That's gonna be the topic for next show. Replacements. Uh, feel free. And you know, like I said, man, y'all, y'all know the comments are down there. Uh, feel free to put some of your coaching candidates down there. Maybe they can make the list. His walk is zesty. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is, man. Definitely is. But look, if if you walk like that, you know, some people might laugh at you. If you're losing, well, if you're winning, you know, nobody cares because Sean Payton had, a, you know, saying had that little zesty walk too now, but nobody cares because, you know, he, he backed it up with winning. The defense isn't playing with the swag we've seen the past couple of years. I agree with that, but for the most part, they're the strong part. They're the strong part of this team, and it's not uh, so alarming to a point where you just got to let people go. Uh, hit that like button. Great job, TJ. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Okay, TJ. Then yeah, they both gotta go. Uh, hopefully, Eric the enemy. Definitely, I I, I give you a spoil. He definitely will be on the list. I think I can speak for the entire chat. He gotta go. Yeah, I think we all in agreement when it when it comes to that. Uh, but once again, thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate. It. I hope y'all had a good time on this show, man. A little something, a little different. 
uh, show, different uh, direction that we normally would go in at times like this. Uh, but, you know, we just want to make it fun and exciting, man. It's only so many, it's only so much you can talk about when it comes to this team, man. I mean, it's pretty much the same old copy and paste type mentality every single week. So we got to make it interesting. I hope you all enjoyed the show and, and feel free. Like if you think of a topic that you feel like would be great for the show, we'd love to, the, you know, see if we can actually bring that into the show. This show is designed for uh, the Saints fans. You know, this show is for you all. Uh, you all are very instrumental in the show and don't feel like, you know, you can't come up with ideas to, you know, we can possibly talk about. So feel free to uh, comment and chime in with different ideas and different viewpoints that you may have. And you can also check out the State of Saints podcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Um, also, you can in, uh, check us out on Facebook.com, search The State of Saints podcast. You know there's a lot of people who think that the State of Saints podcast went away, those that followed the, the, the SOTS podcast on Facebook, you know, because uh, our original page was hacked and I uh, had to start it all over again. But we're still here. We're still doing um, big things. Uh, we still over a thousand episodes in almost 10,000 subscribers in and um thank you all so much and if you're not a part of that 10,000 I hope you become one today uh crazy how we uh are still in contention this week with bucks on the line good to still see meaning football can you imagine if this division wasn't as bad as it was though Josh I mean wow you know wow that would be insane but that's just the way this season is going. I mean, not just in the NFC South, but the NFC as a whole. I mean, you got teams that are with four wins that are uh, still not mathematically out of it. So, so it will be an interesting race to the finish. But if the Saints don't win this week, then it's pretty much good night, Irene. All right? <laughs> it's over with. Cut the lights off. The part is over. But once again, thank you all for tuning in. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>